Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and happy September. I hope you had a great day off yesterday if you are in America and had a job where you were able to get the day off. My name is Kimberly Holmes. I'm the CEO at Marriage Helper, and welcome to our Marriage Helper live show. We are excited to be with you all today. We are streaming live on Facebook. We're streaming live on YouTube, so take your pick on which camp you want to join us on, but we are here for you. For the next hour, I am joined with Dr. Joe Beam, the founder and chairman of Marriage Helper, and an all-around amazing human being. For those, who, <laughs> for those who have listened to him for any length of time, they know I'm right. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm right. okay, what is it she wants? Anyway, Just buttering <laughs> him up for a big ask. And we're also you know. live on Blog Talk Radio, which we means are. that you can listen to us on Blog Talk. I assume you can be on Blog Talk Live, or you mm-hmm. can definitely call us at a number, and that is 657 383 That's 657-383-0812, and you can listen on your phone. But if you mm-hmm. wish to speak to us, if you wish to interact with us, when you hear the answer, be sure to press the number one, mm-hmm. and that puts you in the queue to talk to the screener so we can talk to you. Yeah, we have a lot of callers, but we are excited to be able to get to them. But before that, Joe, I have to ask, how was your weekend? Intense. Yeah. You know, other people get times off. Uh, I don't necessarily get that. Yeah, we had a large workshop this weekend that you mm-hmm. helped facilitate. It was an amazing workshop from all of the feedback that I have experienced. And yeah, been a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff going on. Yes, we start a new workshop here in Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. every other Friday, which mm-hmm. means that we just started one Friday, so two weeks from then we start the next. And uh, we're averaging probably 23, 25 couples per workshop, something mm-hmm. like that. And some of them actually get pulled. We we cut it off at 30, and some of the workshops lately have been where we had to tell people you can't come to this one. It's so it's over. So we're being able to help a whole lot of marriages, and those are three intense days mm-hmm. where we don't do therapy, we, as you know. We don't do counseling, but what we do is a, an intense educational process mm-hmm. that's extremely beneficial and helpful to people when their marriages are in trouble. It, it is. It is. And before we get into something that we're going to talk about, before we start taking callers, Joe, this morning I took my kids to their first day at one of their preschools that they go mm-hmm. to. And so all of the teachers were preparing us, you know, throughout the day yesterday with emails of it's okay for your kids to be nervous. It's okay for them to have the separation anxiety. So my kids, when we get there today, <laughs> they have this, this chalkboard that says first day of school and it has all these balloons on them. And, you mm-hmm. know, the, the kids are having these perfect pictures taken by their parents by it. So I'm trying to stage this perfect picture. And my kids run up to this chalkboard and just start playing with the balloons. I can't get them to be still. They are so excited about going into school. They love school. Our situation's a bit different. I mean, they were used to being around kids in their orphanage, but they were just so excited. And I thought, you know, I'm not even going to try and make them stand still and smile Mm -hmm. because they are loving life right now. And one of the things that you and I were just talking about before we started into this program was about attitude Mm -hmm. and about just go more into that because it can be with especially the type of callers that we get on our show. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, um, it's not the same as when I dropped my kids off today. We don't always have that attitude of, you know what, I don't know what this first day is going to be like. I don't know what the situation I'm about to enter into is looking like, but I'm going to be excited and just see the good things as I, as I approach them as I see them. I'd love if we all had that attitude, Mm -hmm. but what are the things that you see people struggling with? Well, we deal with people quite a bit who are in trouble already. Their marriages are in difficulty. And typically the person that contacts us is the one who wants the marriage to be saved. Mm -hmm. And because of the fact that the other spouse is in the process of abandoning quite often, or at least pulling away dramatically, then the response is fear. I'm I'm terrified that this marriage is not going to make it. I'm terrified that you're going to leave me forever. And when they get into that fear mode, often it's accompanied by panic. 
and they get into the panic mode. And, and when they're operating out of fear and panic, while I certainly understand it, I mean, you're losing someone, or at least afraid of losing someone that you love so very deeply and intently. Your life is about to change from what it's been. The life that you have known is now exploding in different kinds of ways. And so while we understand the fear and we understand the panic, when you operate out of that framework, when you're doing things out of fear, out of panic, almost inevitably you're going to do the wrong things. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you're unintelligent. Mm -hmm. It's because of the fact that you're afraid. Right. And in that fear, you're panicking and making decisions like you try to cling, you try to grab, or you let the other person start manipulating you like crazy. Mm -hmm. And and you think, okay, I'll let him do this. I'll do that because she wants me to, thinking that because you're going to be so compliant that it's going to make them change their mind. They're going to come back to you. Everything's going to be wonderful. When in actuality, it is much greater in likelihood that when you let them do whatever they want to do and you let them manipulate you in any way they want to manipulate you, if they're manipulating, mm -hmm. that rather than uh, it making things better, it makes things worse. Right. Because not only are you losing respect for you, mm -hmm. but most of the time, they're losing respect for you. Right. So as difficult as it is, and we know it is, and we're not asking the impossible, and we know that life is tough, and in these situations, particularly tough, the more you can somehow handle the fear, somehow push away the panic, the more you can keep yourself in contact with yourself, mm -hmm. think as much as you can. And if you can't do it on your own, then you're asking people who have wisdom, people who are all calm, and people who are not emotionally involved in it. Therefore, you're typically going to get not the greatest advice from your parents or your family or your friends, not because they're bad people, but because they tend to get emotionally involved in these things. And if you can find good and wise counsel that are objective, not only objective, but they really know what they're doing. And boy, we're finding that there are fewer and fewer people of that than we thought there were. Yeah. There are some people out there who have been trained and educated to help marriages that seem to specialize in Destroying marriages. Divorce. Uh, and it's just. Yeah. Hmm. So find a good, right kind of counsel. People who are calm. People who can help you think. And if you can't be calm in and of yourself, at least listen to the counsel of people who are calm, if indeed they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things we talk about so much in our podcast, on our videos, Facebook groups, courses, whatever it is that you engage with at Marriage Helper. You've probably heard the term pies if you are a part of our community. And if you're new and this is your first time joining us, then what I mean by that is just with what Dr. Bean was talking about when you're trying to have that self-respect for you, because so much of this has to start from mm -hmm. within. And it's hard to find the motivation, the, the know-how to even get started on that. And that's why we teach that the best thing that you can do is focus on your pies. What are pies? They are how you are attractive physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Because we know that all of falling in love begins with attraction. There's some kind of attraction that brought your spouse to you, that you exuded from you before you even knew your spouse. That's why one of the things we say is we don't do your pies just to bring your spouse back, but you do your pies because it's the best thing for you. And that's what you were doing, whether you realized it or not, back when you were single. Your spouse wasn't in the picture yet. And so focusing on your pies and not just the physical, everyone focuses on the physical. In my pies group yesterday, I asked people specifically, I said, what are the things that you've done this week intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually? I didn't even list the P. And you know what happened? Everybody talked about Almost the P, the everyone physical. talked about, they said, I walked five miles. I did this. And it's no, the P, I love what Jim Porto, our director of operations says, and I'm going to have to... Um, edit it. He says, <laughs> you can look real great and that'll bring your spouse back for a period of time. But if you're still a jerk, they're not going to stay. That's what you edited, right? Yeah. Now. Okay. He used a, a word for females, but it's true. If you like, I can look amazing, but how long is my husband really going to stick around if I keep treating him like crap? Mm -hmm. So focus on that intellectual, emotional, and spiritual attraction. And for more about that, you can go to our YouTube channel, look up some videos there, youtube.com slash marriage helper, 
or you can purchase our Pies Bootcamp. It's seven bucks, and we go through specifically what each of those mean, how you can work on becoming the best you can in each of those. Mm-hmm. And you can find that on our website at marriagehelper.com. Okay, very good. So let's turn into the questions now. Our telephone number again is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And remember, if you wish to speak to us, when you hear that answer, you press the number one, and that puts you into the queue to talk to our call screener. And so we're going to Peter in Arizona. Hi, Peter. I'm here. Who we help you today? Hey, Dr. Beam. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, my friend. And how may we help you? Absolutely. So thank you for taking my call. Um, So wife and I attended a workshop back in July, uh, the Mm -hmm. second one in July, and she was destined on divorce. And then after the workshop, she decided to take the pot seriously. And then we had some life career change happen where she decided to, she wanted a separation uh, and move out Mm -hmm. of the house. So um, Mm -hmm. I agreed to it. I invite her on it. Um, But now, with all the pies that I'm working on, she's seeing some very significant changes from my end, both on my emotional side, mental side, and she's acknowledging them. And mm-hmm. But she also told me it feels late. And she also has told me that, you know, I don't know if I can accept this. And when I dug a little deeper yesterday, she gave me a whole litany of resentment that she had of all the things she mm-hmm. presented. She also said she's not sure if, if she can let things go. So I guess my question mm-hmm. to you is I've been – Utilizing the smart contact, I've been using Jim's coaching. I've been using, um, obviously, working on myself, and it's showing. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's either pushing her further away, or it's she's not able to accept. So I guess my question to you is: Do I keep doing what I'm doing? Am I doing something wrong? Um, you know, I was listening to what you just said, and you know, don't panic, don't fear. But it just mm-hmm. seems like it's she's just dead set almost, uh, more so than she was when she paused. So I guess my question to you is, for lack of better words, what should I do? A couple of questions, if I may. Since you came to the workshop, that means that you went to the the profile. Uh, On the profile, was she a completer, commander, communicator, or calculator? Which one was she? She was a high I uh, and C. So Mm -hmm. she was like equally high I and C. I and. I believe that was the governor. C. C. D. C. C. High and C. 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 Okay. And you, what about you, my friend? I'm a high D and a high C. <laughs> okay. So we call those, the Ds we call commanders, the C we call calculators, the mm-hmm. I's we call communicators. And and sometimes when people that think about ICs or communicator completers, I'm sorry, communicator calculators, mm-hmm. I should say, is that they really want the rules to be followed. That's the C, the calculator part. And they're pretty vocal when mm-hmm. they're not. Now, when these kind of things happen and they feel that they have been mistreated, now, this can happen with anybody, but it's maybe sometimes easier to understand when it comes to those temperaments. I think what you're seeing is a reaction of, why did this not happen earlier, which is basically the way she's saying to you. I have a whole lot of resentment built mm-hmm. up, which I got it. Mm-hmm. But why would you do anything differently than you're doing now? If you indeed are doing this smart contact kind of things where you're being smart about the way you communicate, if indeed you're becoming the mm-hmm. best you that you can be, understanding and accepting how could any of those things be wrong, even if she does feel resentment for the past? Yeah, and that's what I thought. I thought she was starting to kind of come back. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, after the career change situation, which potentially was going to have us move to a different state, then she just came home and said, I'm not sure if I want to be with you anymore. I'm not sure if my feelings will change. Um, and I don't think they ever will. And I think I broke smart contact at that point when I said, you know, it took you a year to get to this point. I don't think I'm not expecting things to turn around in two weeks. Can we just at mm-hmm. least continue our pause and see where it goes? And I think maybe that was my mistake. Maybe that pushed her out the door. Um, but I don't, it doesn't sound out to me like it would. So the change, is it a career change for you or a career change for her? It would have been for both. Uh, it would have been for me to get a, a job opportunity of a lifetime, uh, but it would require her to okay. give up her career, and it would require her to move uh, from Arizona from her network. And I think maybe okay. that woken up, like, the fact that she's not sure. there. But she's very well, big on – she even told me men- – but she told me what mentally you think? she sees everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, well, what I'm saying is she yeah, all the changes. she's taking yeah. a big risk. It's like mm-hmm. if we're going to move to your opportunity of a lifetime, and, and calculators particularly mm-hmm. like to be in routines. They mm-hmm. like to do things the same way. Safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Safety. Mm-hmm. And, and here is like, hmm, we're going to move to another state. I'm going to give up my career. I'm going to roll the dice when I'm not real sure what I feel mm-hmm. about you. I don't know how mm-hmm. what other 
response you would have expected than that. No, absolutely. So I actually decided to stay in Arizona, and I told her I prioritize our marriage and I prioritize you before any career, and I'd rather have mm-hmm. you than a career opportunity. And I'm not sure if that well. was a push either. Um, but she said, even if you stay, I still want a separation, and I want to. Um, I don't think I want to work towards reconciliation, even though she acknowledged mentally she believes the changes are real and she sees this transformation that she's always wanted, but emotionally mm-hmm. she's not moved yet. So that's where I guess the original question is, do I keep doing what I'm doing? Um, um, Because I'm really confused. We're both convinced that you keep doing what you're doing, that you're doing the right things. You see, what we Mm -hmm. continue to encourage people to do is don't react to events. Mm-hmm. Don't react to this. Mm-hmm. Don't react to that. You're looking, you're in the marathon here, not the sprint. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at the longer term and the things you're doing. Remember, we say, if anything works, this works. If anything works, this works. Mm-hmm. So, so doing all those things, I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't push because particularly any, nobody likes to be pushed, but at the same time, just keep doing the things that you're doing and hope that as a result of that, and the, and the likelihood tends to be good as a result of that, that she begins to get past some of this resentment. But the fact that she feels it is not unusual. The fact that she's voicing it actually is a good thing because it's a whole lot better when they're talking about it than when they just swallow it down. That's when it has the most negative effect. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds to me, mm-hmm. my friend, that you're doing the right things. I'm sorry it's not going the way you want it to, but it sounds to me mm-hmm. like you really, really, really love this woman and, and, and you've made a big statement about life mm-hmm. when you turn down the opportunity of a lifetime to be with her. Yeah. And so all I can encourage you is keep doing what you're doing. And if anything works this will, would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I thought you were going to say more. Thank you, Dr. Sorry, pause there. Okay. You're very welcome. All right. Uh, let's see. Is this the button I press right here? You know, Kimberly, I'm, I'm a, when it comes to this technology, sometimes I'm brilliant and sometimes I'm an idiot. So, uh, Okay, let's go to this one right here. This is Louisiana. We're going to go to Melissa. Hi. I'm so happy hey, to Hey, Melissa. Here. How can we help can you, you today? Um, okay. So my husband has been deployed for almost a year now, um, and he met someone out there, a fellow soldier. He's been mm-hmm. um, well, in the state, so he's visited a few times. But um, anyway, so I guess um, – you know, things got really serious. And in June, he told me that he just didn't want to be with me. He had stronger feelings for her. You know, all the same stuff that I'm sure you've heard. Um, But now I'm starting to snap out of my depression. But now it's about four weeks away from him coming home. And she's said on her Facebook, which she made public for me to see, that she's moving here um, with him. And I don't really know how to handle it because I'm just so hurt by how she's been trying to get at me. And I don't know what I'm supposed Mm. to do. I mean, I know to work on my pies, and I have been, but I'm just so terrified of seeing them together, and I don't know what to do. Wow. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. Yeah. How is she moving to where you – is she getting a change of station? No, I mean – they don't, I don't think they really have any plans <laughs> per se. Um, you know, happening. he's got a lot. Yeah. I, he's got a lot on his plate when it comes to divorce with our kids. We've got two kids and that's another thing. I don't, I don't want them to be around her because she seems like a terrible influence, but yeah, no, but he hasn't even been home. Her. I mean, he's been deployed from when he said that he hasn't been back home with you or the kids. None of that. Yeah. He's visited a few times, and in May, actually, okay. he came back and told me he cheated, and um, he ended up, like, breaking it up with her, but then in June just got sucked back in. So, yeah, he's visited, mm-hmm. like, for Christmas, but then it's only been, like, a handful of days. So, okay. yeah, I don't so think is she, she has... Mm-hmm. Okay. Is she in the service as well? She is. Well, they're both, I think, reserve army. So they're not okay. active duty, um, but she gotcha. was planning on going active duty, but now she's just okay. trying to find just like a hospital job. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me talk about a couple of things here very quickly, if I may. The fact that he is making that public so you can see it yeah, probably mm-hmm. indicates that indeed he is trying to hurt you. Now, let's think mm-hmm. that through, though. It doesn't necessarily mean he's wicked and evil and mean. 
But it could very it's well mean. It's her that's doing it, not him. It's the other woman. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought it was he that was doing it. No, it's her. It's the other woman. Okay. What she said, from what yeah, she's saying, it actually, so it actually sounds mm-hmm. like there could be a lot of positive things that can happen when he gets home. Because you said he came home mm-hmm. in May, things were going well. He admitted to you he cheated. When he left mm-hmm. again and was around her for the next three months, yeah. that's when it yeah. changed into where I want right. to be separated, I want to be with her. So... Mm-hmm. There's a lot yes. working in Melissa's advantage. Yes, and, and thank you. I misunderstood that mm-hmm. altogether. Uh, so erase what I was about to say. Back that up mm-hmm. <laughs> and say this. If she's that desperate, <laughs> if she is that desperate that she's right. trying to hurt you, she's trying to run you away. Mm-hmm. She's trying to make you mad okay. enough that you'll cut off things. That means she sees you oh. as a threat. You understand? <laughs> you are a yes. threat to her. Now, yeah. my recommendation is this. Forget about her. Mm-hmm. She's not the mm-hmm. problem. The problem is mm-hmm. that when your husband comes, and I realize she is a problem, but she's not the problem. And so when mm-hmm. your husband gets back there and begins to see his children again, which means he's going to be around you some, that's when you do all the things that we talk about, where you become the best you can be physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You've got the advantage of the fact that you have the children. That's actually an advantage. Mm-hmm. And if she were yeah. afraid of this relationship, if she weren't worried about him leaving, she probably wouldn't doing these things unless she's just downright viciously mean mm-hmm. viciously mean people right. do it no matter what mm-hmm. but if she's not just yeah. downright viciously mean then she's scared of you and you should take right. that as a positive now it's going to hurt when they yeah. come back and he sees her and is around her it's going to hurt i understand you're not wanting your children to be around her mm-hmm. but you're not going to be able to maintain that a long time because unless a judge says that the kids can't go mm-hmm. around her then he's going to have yeah. the ability to do that. And so right. concentrate, rather than concentrating on, oh, my goodness, I don't want my kids to see that woman, concentrate on, I'm going to be such an amazing mom. I'm going to be so wonderful with these kids that, that there's mm-hmm. no way they're ever going to look at her and think, wow, that's a good person yeah. to be in my dad's life. And so you focus yeah. on you becoming the absolute best you can be. Mm-hmm. You can't stop her okay. from living there. You can't stop yeah. her from doing what she's going to do, but you can definitely mm-hmm. – be the best you you can be, and that's that's where you're yeah. going to find the victory. If you find the victory, that's where it's going to be. Would you agree, Kimberly? I would. There's so many unknowns in this situation. The first unknown of being, yeah. is she actually going to move there? Second unknown mm-hmm. being, when they get back to reality in the States, and they're yeah. not in this fantasy world. It's weird to say that yeah. about a deployment, but I mean, right now, they have full access. There's not real life for them there right now. Right. So oh, there's yeah, so many definitely. unknowns. Just like Joe said, you focusing on you being the best version of you you can be is perfect. And I would also encourage you to not look at her Facebook. It's only going to make you more frustrated and upset. And that's not where your focus needs to be right now. Your focus needs to be on you and the kids and definitely you. Because she will definitely affect you in bad ways. Don't let her do that. Yeah, don't just, let her get that. She's just wanting to react. She just wants yeah, me to react, and I'm not right. going to do that. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank don't you so much for the there. advice. All right. right. Thank no, you no, very much. I won't do that. Okay. All right. So we're going to move right down here. We're going now over to Connecticut, Kimberly, and we're talking to Shane. Hi, Shane. How may we help you today? Hey, how's it going? For us, it's going well. What about you, my friend? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, hanging in there. Uh, essentially what happened is um, my wife said that uh, she wants to go ahead and leave me and doesn't love me anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, we're both uh, – I'm in the military. She's a first responder. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, a lot of our work has definitely brought a lot of stress to us, um, mm-hmm. along with a, a lot of uh, physical and personal issues. So she basically and I um, emotionally and uh, physically kind of detached from each other. And uh, – she doesn't want to work on the marriage, but I still do. So what do I need to do to convince her that, hey, this is worth uh, saving? If I may ask, how long have you been married? Uh, we've been dating for 13 years, married for six. Okay. Children? Uh, no children, just pets. Okay. All right. Uh, in general principles, and I'll ask Kimberly to talk more about this, but in general principle, it kind of goes like this, Shane. What we do when we're trying to help somebody figure out how to solve a problem and save a marriage is the first thing is you look at anything that you're doing, if anything, that's pushing her away from you. 
And we typically look for things like, does she feel controlled by you? Does she feel ignored by you or that you don't, she doesn't have a place in your life? And so we look for things that we call major pushes, not just things that you're not perfect about because nobody is, but major pushes. And, and if you're going to work on this and have any shot at it, the first thing you have to identify is, am I doing anything? That means you, buddy. Am I doing anything that really is pushing her away in a major kind of way, other than just frailties of humanity? Then the other thing you look at is, okay, is there something out there drawing her away that's pulling her away from me? And that can be another person. I'm not saying that's existing in your case, but it can be another person. It can be a lifestyle that they're pursuing. It can be any number of things drawing away. And if you want to work on this, the fact that she at this point is not interested does not mean that this is doomed. We work with couples every day, every day, where that uh, one of them is saying, I'm done. I'm not in love with you anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore. And yet over the years, and we've been doing this for, I've been doing this for 25 years. That's a long time that we have seen an amazing amount of success. If you become the best you can be. So what does that mean? Number one, if you're doing any pushes, my friend, you need to recognize them, acknowledge them, and correct them. The second thing is then right. you do the things that would draw her back toward you, not force her back toward you. Nobody wants to be forced to anything, but draw her back toward you, which means that we talk about things. I don't know how familiar you are with our material, but we talk about a thing called pies, physical intellectual, emotional, spiritual, you becoming the best that you can be. You become a safe place so that if and when you have any conversations with her, she can feel comfortable opening up and being herself. Those are draws that help draw back. So the first thing I want you to hear is the fact that she doesn't want to do it does not mean it's hopeless. The second thing I want you to hear is that if you're doing any things that are major pushes, you need to figure those things out. And probably you can figure them out by paying attention to the things that she said before now. And then thirdly, become mm-hmm. the best you can be. Now, Kimberly, I'm oversimplifying, but am I making that clear enough? I think you are. And I mean, Shane, your original mm-hmm. question, it's very broad, not knowing just more of your situation and your story, but Joe has mm-hmm. given that perfect starting point. And the professions that both of you are in are hard to begin with. Like you said, they are very stressful. Having been a military wife and a first responder wife, I can understand both sides of that and not, but not even as the the soldier, which is its own set of all the stuff that, you know, that you have to deal with. And I'm sure some of that is, is playing a part in this as well. Um, yeah, the, my the heart goes out for you. I just got back from was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I read, actually was able to read her journal and I could see that how much she uh, missed me. And I could see like the, the breakdown of like when her nine one one calls would affect her. And also with how mm-hmm. uh, not mm-hmm. me, not physically being there or emotionally being there. Cause I wasn't able yeah. to communicate to her while mm-hmm. I was on mission. Um, yeah. Definitely. It, put a huge wedge and then uh last uh month when i actually got a promotion from work that would require me to basically be away from home for six weeks um mm-hmm. it that's when it all went downhill for her and she mm-hmm. just kind of broke down and told me that hey i want out now mm-hmm. but you uh yeah. you have a relatively recent information where she was missing you and wanted to be with you right you said you look yeah. at the journals and those kinds of things. My friend, I would suggest very strongly, don't give up. Don't no, push. Don't, don't force. Work. Okay, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But but if, uh, uh, Yeah, if you and, can... I, and I made that mistake uh, within the first week. And so I'm, now I'm actually to the point where I'm like more backing off from her, letting her have her Good. space. And I'm actually picking Good. up like uh, doing artwork, doing poems for myself to kind of, you know, get my mind Good. off of things. Good. That's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shane, I, and it, again, this is one of those situations where I'm not your coach. You having a coach would be great in a situation like this, but I would also say don't ignore her because if one of the things that she mm-hmm. has been saying to you or that you have inferred from, from what you've heard or read or whatever is that she's felt lonely yep. or emotionally you know, distant, then I would not push. I wouldn't go the other way, but I wouldn't also just completely shut down either. And it's that delicate balance. And uh, we, anything we can do to help you, we want to, and we also value our first responders. We value our military. So Mm -hmm. we have special pricing available for you. If that's something that you do want to proceed with, but 
anything, I mean, my heart has a special place for people who are in your situation. So anything we can do for you, we absolutely want to be able to help, Shane. So we're going to recommend that you call in and talk to one of our, uh, call and talk to one of our client representatives. Mm -hmm. Our telephone number, uh, look up on the screen now, there it is, if you're seeing the screen, it's 866-903. 0990. That's 866-903-0990. If you already have a client rep, ask for him or her. If not, ask for one. Make sure they know what you do mm-hmm. because our nonprofit, we try to we try to give the best prices on everything anyway because we are a nonprofit, but we even cut that when it comes to people who do what you do, my friend. Mm-hmm. So please call them and okay. see if there's some resources we can help you with, okay? All right. Greatly appreciate it. Thank, right, thank you, you very much. And now, Kimberly, we're going to the United Kingdom. Ooh. Okay. All which the way part? Over. You don't know. I don't. It just <laughs> it says UK. You're right. <laughs> I don't know what part of the United Kingdom that might be, but her name is Alice. It's a name I like because that's the name of my wife. Right. And so, Alice, over there in the UK, can you hear us okay? I can. Hi, Dr. Beam and Kimberly. Hello. Hello. Are you? Can you hear me okay? We sure can. Where are you from? Delay, in the, where are you from in the UK? I'm from Wales, <laughs> oh. but I don't have a Welsh accent. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't have an accent at all. You sound <laughs> you sound just like we do here in America. <laughs> I love, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I love. No, I'm kidding. I love your voice, Alice. How may we help you, my friend? Thank you for taking my call. I'm for marriage helper too. It helps a lot of us in the UK as well. Um, You were talking about self-respect at the start of the show, and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people need help on how to communicate well with their spouse when they're being unreasonable without getting angry and resentful or losing Mm self-respect and being a doormat. Um, Mm -hmm. I can give a couple of my own examples very quickly if you like. Give one, please. Yeah. Um, Well, my husband is an alcoholic, but he's currently sober for the LO. Uh, He often didn't treat me well during our marriage because of his issues, but he's now passing all that off as us just not getting on. And every time I see him, I have to listen to that mantra. Um, It feels like he's, he's in denial, but I'm thinking, you know, how should I respond to that without getting confrontational or being a doormat? Last time he said it, I found myself almost agreeing with him, you know, and saying we'd been on a holiday and it had been great. There was one holiday we didn't argue at all, and I was almost kind of going along with it. And I don't know, I don't know how to play it. It's, it's a very difficult, difficult area. Okay, did you just get cut off? Are you there? Hi, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. You just suddenly stopped, and I thought maybe we had lost you. Oh no, I'm, we... I'm here. <laughs> Okay. We strongly recommend that people do not allow themselves to be treated badly. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about a principle called smart contact, and uh, Kimberly, and by, by the way, she and I just did, we just recorded 10 different segments just on that one topic of smart contact and how to do those things. And uh, we're trying to put those together and maybe have them available, maybe hopefully by October. But, but understand that When we talk about smart contact, we don't mean by that that you never do anything that the other person might perceive as negative. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's actually smart to do something that the other person will perceive as negative because it's something that needs to be done. And when somebody is treating you disrespectfully and they think that you're tolerating that, they think that you're allowing them to treat you that way, then most of the time it appears that what happens is they actually become more disrespectful, not just in the way they treat you but in a way they feel toward you. Because if I can treat you like that, if I can say these negative things to you and you just take it, then it seems to feed the idea in my mind that you should be disrespected and that I become even worse in the language I speak to you. And so we typically recommend, okay, even if the other person hears that as a push, even if the other person's like, well, how, how dare you stand up to me? It's still a smart thing to do. Now, Obviously, if they're treating you disrespectfully, then your response back to them should not be disrespectful or you just get that cycle going more intently. And so you do it in a calm manner where you're not saying negative things about the other person, but you can definitely say negative things about what's occurring. And so very calmly, without yelling, without angering, uh, being angry, without uh, getting into an argument, you can say, I refuse to be talked to like that. 
And and if he reacts negatively, you say, I understand you're getting upset because I've allowed this to happen before. And I'm sure it seems out of character that I'm saying it now. But, you know, I'm happy to listen to you. I'm happy to understand you. But I will not allow myself to be treated disrespectfully. And and you have to maintain the calm. And if he intensifies, if he becomes angrier, if he begins to say worse things or, or yell or any of those kinds of things, you do not reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Instead, you just keep looking at him going, okay, if you're going to continue to act like that, as much as I'd love to talk to you and as much as I truly want to understand you, as long as you're continuing to do that, I will not stand here. And so I'm going to have to go do something else, and I hope that you calm down. Please understand, I really do want to hear what you have to say. I really do want to listen to you. But just as you would treat anybody on the planet, a complete stranger with respect, I'm saying that you must treat me with that same kind of respect. And, and you simply don't let them talk to you that way. Now, if you can't control it, in other words, if a person is going to do that and you wind up in danger, then you need to go get some help for that danger. But if you can control it, in other words, you're not afraid that he's going to explode and become violent, that kind of thing, then you can finally say, okay, I don't mean to be running away, but I will not stand here and talk like that. When you're ready to talk again, I will. And then you vacate. You leave. And so you actually are taking control of your life. You're not being mean. You're not being arrogant. You're you're not being disrespectful. You're treating yourself with respect, and you're demanding that the other person treat you with respect. Now, that still fits within what we call smart contact because it's just smart to do that. And even if the other person reacts negatively to it, which appears to be a push, like I just pushed him away by doing that, in the long run, it's still the best thing you can do. Because if they continue to lose respect, then things get worse. And at least this way, you're saying that's not going to happen. And in the long run, they tend to develop more respect for you. And so that's why we say, would you agree, Kimberly? We say this is smart contact. Even though it appears to be a push, it's very smart contact. Because this is something that you need to do. We often do it this way, uh, Alice. We say, think about what is it that I'm trying to accomplish about what I'm trying to do. And in this case, it would be to quit allowing myself to be treated that way. Okay, why are you doing that? Well, because it's both damaging to me and him. So what do I need to do? Well, then I'm going to have to have this conversation with him that's very frank and very direct. Okay, Mm -hmm. how am I going to do it? I'm going to do it as respectfully as I can, but I'm going to do it strong. I'm going to do it calm, but I'm going to be strong when I do it. Mm -hmm. And so we always suggest those questions. What are you trying to accomplish? Why are you wanting to do it? You know, all those kinds of things. Think those things through in advance so that when you're doing it, if he does react negatively, you're not casting about like, what do I do now? You've already thought all these things through because you've thought through the answers to those questions. Now, Kimberly, I just kind of summarized very, very briefly some things Mm -hmm. we talk about in great length in the videos that are be coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Um, What else would you have to say to Alice about that? It's not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, none of this is, is easy and it can be difficult to, to navigate it, especially when you're biased because you see the situation a certain way. But just as Joe was saying, the, 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 the climax, the pinnacle point of all of it is following through mm-hmm. with setting those personal uh, statements for you of I am worth more than being talked to like this. I am not going to allow myself to be manipulated. I have respect for myself. And then doing the things that are going to reinforce that, that, that you believe that about yourself to your spouse. And it's not about being a jerk. It's not about no. coming across that way. There's a way to do it as we have talked about where you do it with grace and you do it with uh, compassion and you do it by being strong and calm and gentle, but you are strong in it. And that, that's really what it all, what it all boils down to, but it can, it can be difficult. I understand that. So Alice, yeah, are we making sense for this or not? Yes, yes, you are. I mean, he's, he's not being rude or nasty or angry when he says it. It's just almost like he's in denial. So he says, oh, we just didn't get on. If you put us in a room together, we wouldn't get on. And the truth is that we didn't get on because of his alcohol issues. That's why yeah, we didn't get on. And so mm-hmm. I don't know whether to say to him. I did actually say to him once, um, oh, well, you can't have alcohol in a marriage. And he just looked down and sort of tried to, you know, and then brushed it off. And I don't know whether to actually tackle, you, you know, the alcohol issue or his issues or just to try and sidestep 
that and, and get off the subject. He probably is. Uh, quite often alcoholics are. And in the case you're talking about now, then it's not always necessary to disagree. Uh, you can look at him and, and when he says, we can't get on because of the marriage and et cetera, and, and you're knowing, well, we didn't get on because of the fact that you were drinking. It was causing all kinds of problems. If you think it is time to confront that, then do so. But if you think, no, no, we're not ready for that yet. Right now, I just want to calm things down. Then you look at him and go, well, I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I don't feel that way. Yeah. And that way you don't have to debate it. You don't have to argue with him because inevitably, if you argue with the other person, it solidifies their position. I mean, we think, okay, if I can just help them see the logic of this, they'll go, oh, why didn't I think of that? When in actuality, it's more like this. You start arguing with them. They start marshalling together all their reasons that they're right, and they get locked even more into their position. And so unless you're ready to actually deal with the alcoholism itself, my recommendation is when he says things that you know are wrong, rather than debating him, you just simply say, well, I'm sorry that that's the way you see it. I don't. And therefore, you're still being strong. You're still being calm. But you don't necessarily have to refute everything he says. And you kind of, as back to what is it you're trying to accomplish. If you really think it's time he's got to stop drinking because his alcoholism is causing great damage to himself or others, including you, well, then it's time to do an intervention. Always think, what am I trying to accomplish if right now it's like I just want to make sure that he understands I don't agree with these things? Then don't argue. Just state your case. Yeah, and... he's, he's, he's currently sober. He's sober for the LO. Yeah. That's what he is. So he's, you know, he's sober. He'll be six months sober, and then there'll be a relapse, and then you know, maybe another six yeah. months. And I think he's sober at the moment. But I think he's in that stage of being so angry with the alcohol and just trying to dismiss his entire life with alcohol. So it's a kind of denial. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's best not to tackle it at the moment because he's not ready for it. So I think your blanket statement, you said, was, would probably work for that. You know, like, I, I understand how you feel. Uh, I don't feel the same way. So that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. I, I can see that would work. And sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so easy to talk to you. We, we always think anybody who talks with an English, English accent is smarter than we are. Right? I 100% <laughs> agree. I can listen to you talk all day. I don't think so. <laughs> but unfortunately, we have I think a you guys are great. Thank you. Thank we have a whole God. bunch of callers waiting. I mean, I could listen to you all day long, just your accent and everything else. <laughs> Plus, I think you've come across to me as a very intelligent person, and I like that a lot. But we have some callers <laughs> waiting. Unless, unless there's another specific question, we're going to need to move on. Is that okay? Well, it's only, I think you've sort of answered it. The only other thing was that he does actually get cross um, when he, he asks me, he tries to get me to meet the LO who actually started the affair and behaved very badly to me. And I say politely that I don't want to, and he gets cross. And I don't know how to answer that, but I guess maybe something like, um, you know, I understand how you feel, but it's an unacceptable request or something like that. Absolutely, like that. And then say, as much as um, I want to understand how much you want to, me to meet her, I'm asking you to understand how painful it would be for me to do so. I'm asking you to respect my emotions, just like you're asking me you to respect your emotions. And, and, and uh, I don't want to do that because it's going to hurt, and I choose not to. And you're calm and you're strong. Yes, yeah, yeah. I get that. I don't know why he wants me to meet her. It's very strange. He's very insistent on it. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe it's justification no. or something. It, who knows? Who knows? If we ever get a chance to talk to him, we'll ask him why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Alice. Thank, <laughs> thank you so thank much. Thank you so very much. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Okay. Oh, oh, oh I did the wrong oh, one. Yep. You know, you really should be driving this because you understand this technology. Um, and I don't. Before we go to the next call, Why don't you just move this over I here? just have to make sure everyone sees your coffee mug and how it <laughs> says, in case of emergency, ask Joe. Hashtag source of all wisdom. <laughs> it's very fitting, and I love it. <laughs> Tell them where the cup came from. I don't remember. You gave it to me. You gave this cup no. to me. No. You didn't? <laughs> Where is it from? I thought you gave it to me. Where was it from? I don't know. I think I it's from the beach. I think it's from the beach. Well, I didn't buy it for myself. I'm going to tell you that now. I am not that arrogant. I did not buy it for myself. No, he didn't buy it for himself. I do know that. Um, well, you need to choose perfect. the next call. There's oh, a, yes, uh, absolutely. And, and we will move on here. But yes. uh, And you pick what you think All right. We are going to go 
stay in the UK and we're going to go to Sim. Sim, are you there? Hi. Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi, Hi. Hi, Sim. Hi. Great to talk to you. Where Hi. are you from in the UK, if you don't mind me asking? Um, actually, I was listening to your other caller from the UK. It's not far, uh, far from Wales. I'm in Bristol, the southwest of England. Look at that. So cool. So cool. How can we help you today, Sim? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, my husband has um, walked out on me um, about just over two months ago. Um, we've been married 21 years, mm-hmm. and um, he's been having an affair with the same woman for last four years, on and off, came back, went back to her, came back three or four times. And then um, last summer, he, um, we went to marriage counselling, and then after that, he t- t- told me and our daughter that he has finished with her. He's promised to make the marriage work, love us both, and want to make it work. And then this summer, he um, he, he said he doesn't love me anymore. He, he can't get her out of his head and um, gone back to her. But after since then, I found out he uh, actually went back, to, he got in touch with her two months after he said he, he mm-hmm. came back to make the marriage work. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, for the last six months of this um, beginning of this year, he knew he was leaving us. But because our daughter was doing a big exam at school, he kept it going uh, with us. And then as soon as she finished the exam, he um, said he was leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are both heartbroken. I still love him very much. Um, mm-hmm. It was a shock because I, I, it was me making the marriage work, and um, and he wasn't. So um, I've been listening to lots and lots of your videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I hear this word limerence a lot. And mm-hmm. I just wondered, is he in limerence? It, it, can he be in limerence after four years knowing this lady? It's so, possible. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know how, how they came in contact with each other? What what would they just originate? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, um, he is a pilot for an airline. He goes away a lot, and he met and she was working in Hong Kong, and he met her in Hong Kong. So they only okay. really saw each other for the first for the first eight. 15 months, I didn't know about it. So he only saw okay. her when he was in Hong Kong. And, okay. and then she moved back to the United Kingdom. So, um, but now he's, he, he hasn't got really a base. She lives in Ireland. So he mm-hmm. stays with her uh, whenever he can. He goes to work. And in the U- when he comes back to the UK, he stays with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, because he wants to see his dad, who's elderly, and he's got Alzheimer's, okay, so, so he wants to see his so dad. So his interaction with her is intermittent. He's not with her all the time, is what you're telling me, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Could yes. that be limerence? And the answer is yes. Two of the things that characterize limerence, I mean, there are several things that characterize limerence, but two of the major things. One is a desire for reciprocity. In other words, I feel this intense emotion toward you. I crave you feeling the same emotion toward me. And then the, as a direct result of that, another major thing in limerence is a lot of obsessive thinking about the other person, particularly daydreaming about how things will be at some point. Now, when a person in limerence has limited access to the LO, the limerent object, then can it go longer? And the answer is yes, it really can. Interestingly, it also can go much shorter. So it's kind of one of these things where it's just kind of dependent upon the person. And so, yes, that can absolutely lengthen it without doubt. And the fact that they're not Mm -hmm. together, you see, limerence typically ends in one of three ways. Either they finally get together and when they do, all of the, the uh, fear of that they were not going to get together, all that craving for reciprocity, et cetera, actually begins to subside, which yeah. makes the limerence begin to go away. The second way is if the other person does yeah. not reciprocate. You know, if they don't reciprocate, finally, this oh, limerence on this part will go away. And the third is if uh, you have a person that just goes from one person to the next to the next, which does not sound like your husband. So, 
I'm guessing, yeah. based on what you're telling me, that it is limerent. And I'm guessing that it's gone this long because of their not being able to be around each other much. Just like yeah. all limerence, at some point it will end. Obviously, I cannot predict mm-hmm. the date. I do, yeah. and you probably don't like this, but I do, is the fact that at least he was there to help your daughter out. I know that that might feel like subterfuge. It might feel like hypocrisy. But what it tells me is that somewhere inside this guy, there's still a great desire to do the right thing for his children. And if he has that kind of moral yeah. compass still inside him, that's likely to turn mm-hmm. out to be a very good thing at some point. Now, I, I guess in all right. of that, I'm so sorry, Sim. I forgot what the specific question was. I, I talked so much in rambling, I didn't get the specific question. <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know, to give up on it and move on because it's been four years, you know, the, the pain, the hurt. Or, <clears> I mean, I, 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 the thought of never seeing, you know, um, not having him around, it's, mm-hmm. it's painful. I mean, him and mm-hmm. our daughter, they, they adore each other, but our daughter is pretty angry at the moment, so she have no, yeah. she doesn't want to contact him. He, right. He's constantly contacting her, but she hasn't replied any of these messages. And I'm, I mean, I hear all about these no contact will make him come back. So I have tried mm-hmm. a bit of no contact. Um, I know there's also, you, you mentioned about smart contact as well, but it's just so yeah, hard. We don't, see, um, we don't recommend no contact, actually. Uh, right. We don't have time to explain that right now, but we do not recommend no contact. But here's something I will suggest mm-hmm. to you. Is he a commercial pilot? Yes. Okay, which means that he probably has access to the very low cost or maybe even free travel here to the United States. Is that correct? Here's If you're going to make up your mind, if you're going to make up your mind about whether you want to continue to try to put this together or not, which is certainly your choice, it's certainly your choice. The fact that even though you live in England, if he would agree, and this is something your daughter potentially could arrange, say to him, okay, here's something I'm going to ask of you, dad. You want to have a relationship with me? Here's what I ask of you. You take mom, you fly to America, you go through those three day uh, intensive workshops that uh, Mm -hmm. that they do at marriage helper so that you and mom can decide what it is you really want to do. Now, for some people that might be Mm -hmm. cost prohibitive when they're coming from other countries. Although every one of our workshops, we have people from other countries. We have people from England, from Germany, from uh, Beijing, from uh, Australia, Hong Kong. In, In your case, it, it would seem that probably you could come for little or no money flight wise. <clears throat> so my suggestion, yeah. and you do what you think is best. And if you want to end this, you yeah. certainly have the right to do so. But for your sake yeah. and his sake, mm-hmm. and your daughter probably has the leverage to make this happen, uh, to ask him if he would just come for the three days. So each of you can make up your mind what you choose to do. Kimberly, you think that's a yeah. good suggestion? I think there? it's a perfect suggestion. Okay. Yeah. I, I might not have that choice, though. I um, when he left, he he said he doesn't love me and he loves this lady. So um, I don't know mm-hmm. how we can make him do do any of that. Um, I, I know time probably will tell. So Sorry. that's something that we hear people say all of the time to us. I mean, that is ninety percent of people that call us at Marriage Helper. It's that exact situation. So what I would encourage you to do is give us a call here at here at our office at 866-903-0990 and get with a client relations rep and they can help you specifically with here's how you can approach a spouse that you feel like wants absolutely nothing to do with making the marriage work or anything like that. And they would be able to help you much more in depth than we have the ability to hear. Um, whether it's the workshop or not. I mean, there's other things that we offer that could help as well, but we, we are here for you, whatever decision you do choose to make going forward, but encourage you to make sure that you've tried everything you can before you do give up. Yeah, And don't be discouraged yeah. by him saying that he loves her and not you mm-hmm. because probably eight out of 10 couples walk into our workshop. There's one spouse saying, I have no intention for this marriage mm-hmm. to be saved. And there's still ways to get them to come. Mm-hmm. And, not manipulate. We certainly don't believe in manipulation, right. which is why we don't believe in that no contact thing in our estimation right. that's manipulative. Right. The, but uh, we've been doing this, for, this particular workshop for 20 years, two decades, mm-hmm. and our success record uh, in helping couples actually work things out. Now, 
It's not our success record, their success record. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, three out of four couples, three out of four couples that come through actually turn it around mm-hmm. and save the marriage, mm-hmm. even though probably at least seven, if not eight of every 10 couples, mm-hmm. one of them does not want to be there. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's right. That's right. right. Well, thank you so much, Sim. We're going to go on to our next caller who is from one of my favorite places in the world. And I am so excited that we have a caller from this place. We are going to Robert in Israel. Robert, can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah. I'm Thank so you for glad. Taking my call. Absolutely. Yeah. I love Israel. Yeah, I, I can't believe someone's calling us from Israel and I'm just excited to talk to someone who's an Israeli. I just have to say that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm actually originally from the States, from the U.S. Well, that's okay. You're in Israel yeah, now, but, which is yes, better than I Nashville. Am. So. <laughs> what part, if I may ask, what part of Israel are you in, my friend? Which part of Israel are I'm you in? in? The, I'm in the central uh, part. Um, I live in a rural area about halfway between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, not far from the airport, about 15 minutes from the airport. From the yeah. Tel Aviv airport? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's uh, a, it's a great yeah, airport, yeah, by the way. Yeah. How may we help you, my friend? Yes, yeah, beautiful. Okay, I mean, I have, a, I have a, a lot of questions, but um, I'll just start with the first one. Um, basically, my wife and I have been separated for about about three weeks now. And um, initially, I told her I would cooperate with the separation and help her get set up in her new apartment and everything and watch our kids. We have three little kids, uh, three girls. And um, I told her I would cooperate if she, uh, if she would go to counseling um, with me. And mm-hmm. we went once, and it didn't really go so well. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of those counselors that you guys, it ended up being one of those counselors that you guys uh, advised against, mm-hmm. you know, which was kind of kind of steering us towards a peaceful divorce as opposed to trying to actually save our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, though, there's, I did bring up counseling again with my wife a few times, but um, every time I do, she just seems annoyed. Like she says that she's not really, she's not interested in trying to save her marriage, so... You know, she doesn't really want to go right now. Um, mm-hmm. is, that, is that a push behavior to continue to bring it up? Um, mm. Well, whether it is or not, remember, Robert, what we talk about is that sometimes you just need to do something because it's the right thing to do. And even if the other person might at least temporarily, if not more, feel it's a push, it's still the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to make sure because I, I kind of got lost in there. You You went to marriage counseling, which didn't help as a matter of fact kind of went the other way is that what i heard you say yeah yeah and and now you're asking if bringing up marriage counseling is a push you want to go back to marriage counseling is is that what i'm hearing you say yeah uh, yeah i mean I, 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 yeah 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 okay yeah. and and how would you find a marriage counselor who actually would want to help you with the marriage I would probably have to talk to them first to try to get um, uh, an idea of their philosophy about this, mm-hmm. um, about Good. marriage, about, about marriage mm-hmm. counseling. Yeah, that's, what I would, that's what I would do. The, the, first, the first person that we went to, uh, she was recommended um, mm-hmm. by, uh, by her therapist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a push, but you need to think. Yeah, you need to determine what your end goal is. Yes, right? exactly. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That, yeah. I thought I heard a beeping. You did. Okay. No problem. Okay, no problem. I didn't know if it was uh, some beeping here, and I needed to understand what it was. The, the thing here is, my friend, if you're going to do it, Kimberly's right. Think about, okay, what is it that you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to accomplish that? Mm-hmm. And then how is the best way to go about it? Yeah. The therapist may not be able to help you with your end goal, depending on what specifically you're wanting to happen. You're wanting to save the marriage. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. And after the, what is she saying now after having visited with that marriage counselor, what does she say about your marriage? Um, So like when I'm together with her, it's either just neutral or it's been positive. You know, most of the time Mm -hmm. it's neutral, but, uh, we have to talk almost every single day and meet up almost every single day and interact um, mm-hmm. because logistically with our children, that's just the way it works. Yeah. Now. My apartment isn't really set up yet. Hers is, so I'm there all the time on the days when I'm 
taking care of my children just because I have nowhere else to take them. Um, okay. Um, By any chance, are you in our online course? I'm sorry? Are you in our online course by any chance? I'm not, but I, I do have a coach, so. Good. Okay. You have one of our coaches. That's good. That's excellent. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Vinny. He's been great. Good. Okay. Good. Good. And I'm sorry I interrupted you. Uh, go ahead and finish what you were saying, my friend. Oh, so, so like, there's, she's not, she's still saying that she wants a divorce, like, she just brings it up in conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're having positive interactions. So at this point, she hasn't changed her mind at all about wanting to work on that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So if, if, if she's of that mind, is there a point in trying to, to, to push her to go, not push her, but try to convince her to go to marriage counseling with me? Obviously, with a good counselor. But is, is, there, is there a point in that if she's, still at this, if she's still at the point where she doesn't want to work on our marriage? Here's what I'd like to offer you. My suggestion, now you you do what you think is best, okay? You know her, I don't. You know your situation much better than I can yeah. find out here in five minutes. But what I'd like to do is this. I want to uh, I want to give you our online marriage course as my gift, okay? They don't let me do that much anymore. As a matter of fact, I'm not supposed to do it all, but, <laughs> but I'm going to give it to you anyway. In addition to working with Benny, which is a good, Benny's a good guy, uh, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to go through some of the online course before before you start asking her about further counseling, okay? Because I really want to make sure you understand some really basic principles that you probably already do, but I just want to make sure that you really grasp them. And and uh, do you have a client representative with us that you interact with? You must have if you do coaching. Yeah, Randy, Randy. Okay, Randy's a great guy. Uh, if yeah. you can, if you can just contact back through Randy. Randy's in our New York office. If you contact back through Randy, and and tell him Dr. Beam said I get the online course for free, then he'll set you up in that. And I'm asking you to start into that wholeheartedly. Now that doesn't mean I'm saying that you shouldn't pursue this other. I just want to make sure that you understand some really basic principles before you do. We really, really want to help you save this marriage, my friend. Mm -hmm. And so here's the other thing I'm going to ask. Here's what you owe me for giving you this course. I want to hear back from you. Okay. I want you to call back, but I want you to wait about three or four weeks, about three or four weeks. I want to make sure that you've been going through the online course enough. And then I want you to call back after you've done that and talk to Kimberly and me Mm -hmm. and, and, and let's go from where you are at that point. Okay. Okay. Is that a fair request? Okay. That's, 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 I think that's fair. I think that's great. All right. Remember, yeah. you owe me. You're yeah. going <laughs> to okay. call me back. You got it? I got okay. it. I do have another question, if that's all right. Or, um, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, another yeah we have a couple okay. of minutes. Okay. Yeah, we, we're, okay. we're running out of time, uh, so make it fast. Reg- okay. Regarding pies, so, um, we're, we're, we come from a very traditional religious background, um, mm-hmm. and she's she completely dropped that lifestyle around the same time that she, you know, that we started separating. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for me, getting back into my religion um, is, is part of my pie. So mm-hmm. how is that supposed to attract her if, if, if she is um, living a very different kind of lifestyle right now? If I may ask, what is your religion? Is it it's Judaism? Is that your religion? Judaism, yeah, Judaism, yeah. Okay. And when you say she's abandoned it, does that mean that she's doing things that would be contrary to the basic tenets of Judaism? Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to throw your wife under the bus, but can you give me one quick example of what you mean by that? Uh, well, we have Saturday as our day of rest where we don't, we don't drive cars. We don't buy anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if Kimberly, is, mm-hmm. if you remember, you've been you've been in Israel on Friday. A lot of things. Mm-hmm. Are, um, oh yeah, a lot it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, so she, you know, so she drove on on, on Saturday. She bought things. Okay. She went to a non a non kosher restaurant. Okay. Um, All right. I'm hearing that, but but yeah. I'm not okay. And and that's and I understand that's extremely important to you. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not in any way putting that down, but she's not like into doing things that are morally corrupt at this point. Is that what you're telling me? I don't. In other words, so. she's not sleeping with other people. Like she's not doing that kind of thing. No, that okay. that would be my red line, though. If she were. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would All be right. my red line. Yeah. And, 
And I know yeah. the other's important to you. I do know the other's important to you, but I'm just trying to get a picture of what, what she's doing. When people rebel against their religion, often it means they're acting out in some fashion. Okay. And, and uh, uh, maybe I'll have a visit with Denny to give him some things to ask you about because we're actually five minutes over time here, but uh, maybe I'll get oh, a chance okay. to visit with Denny the next day or two, because there's some questions here I think would be good for you to think through or, or when you call me back in about three weeks, talk, you know. really about that that's three another weeks. reason okay. to get you to get you to call back. Let's but, even better. Let's talk about those things. But then. the overall answer that we would give to that question, taking a step back, is if you believe it's right and it's something that means something to you and you need to do for yourself, even if it goes against what your spouse might find attractive, you need to do it for you because you always do the pies for you. Always always do the pies for you. And so I would encourage you to, to keep doing the things that I love. I love those practices that they have in Judaism. Um, You know, I love those things. And so it, it has a reverence to it and there's all of those things that go with it. So you need to do what you believe is the right thing to do. And, and it's just one part of it. There's still everything else going on. So I wouldn't worry that by just following that, it's going to push her out the door never to come back. That's just one tiny piece, even though it may feel big, it's one tiny piece in the overall bigger picture of it. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Got I look it. forward to, talk- we'll, we'll look forward to talking to you in about three or four weeks. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. You did it. That makes me so happy because <laughs> oh, I'm always man. doing that. And people look at me like, well, this is a, he's a hundred years old. He doesn't understand technology, but here you are, you know, and you're only what, 16, 17. And you, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that you did that. We had a lot of very good callers today. We did. Very good things. And they call it all over the world. And so and we love helping so people yes. all over the world. Absolutely. Just so that you know, because a couple of comments were made about marriage counselors, we will soon be posting a survey about your experiences with marriage counselors. Ooh. And if the, if the survey, if you had good experiences, mm-hmm. we want to hear that. If you've had less than good mm-hmm. experiences, we want to hear that too. We'll be letting you know soon when that goes up, but yeah. it's going to actually be done in a true research fashion yeah. uh, so that we can actually validate the results and look at them and see how valid they are uh, yes. and, and learn what we can. And we'll be passing yes. that information on to marriage counselors. That's right. We will. And to, our audience. We're going to do what we can to continue to help marriages across the board, however we can. We are so excited that you joined us today. I know it wasn't our original, our typical day that we typically have it on, but it's been a great day, a great start to the month of September. So please be sure to go to youtube.com slash marriage helper and subscribe. We are so close to getting 50,000 subscribers which is just our first goal, but please go, please subscribe, follow us. We're releasing new content every Thursday and we're releasing different videos throughout the week as well. And you'll get notified after you subscribe. If you hit the bell, you'll continue to get notified when we go live, different things like that. So just be sure that you're subscribing. You can also find us on Facebook at Marriage Helper. You can like us there. You can download and subscribe to this as a podcast. If you can't make it live on Mondays or Tuesdays or whenever it is, you can always hear it later as a podcast. So be sure to go to Google Play or to iTunes and you'll be able to subscribe to us and follow us there as well. And as always, you can call us at our office phone at 866-903-0990 or visit us online at marriagehelper.com and you can see all of the articles and resources that we have for you there as well. That's a lot. Yeah, you said it so fast. I didn't even catch that number. Well, you know what? (laughs) What? Just rewind. (laughs) Listen to it again. And it'll be fine. Okay. Thank you. It'll work out. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, we're here for you if there's anything that you need. Have a good one.